Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They'll try to bring you down. But you've got the power now. I know you feel it. If you believe it, then you can. There's a reason that this life can be electric. Oh, I can see it, see it. If you believe it, then you can. There's no reason that this life can be That is Katy Perry, brand new music for the Pokemon movie. She did a soundtrack song. It's called Electric. Don't mind this song. It's just a classic pop song. Classic Katy Perry pop song. Is it going to be like a California Girls? I don't know. No, come on. Is it going to be like a last Friday night? I don't know. That's like saying, uh, you know, will this next Rolling Stones song be another Start Me Up? Like, no, (laughs) no. Very rarely does an artist, like, surprise you with another monster 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, California Girls has to be almost 10 years old now. Mm. Wouldn't that be like 2011, yeah, 12? Yeah, but then you had like fireworks. It was that on Prism? The follow-up know? album, the one that came out after that was just like chock full of hits. Yeah. I forget. I think it, a lot of those songs were spread over two albums. Yeah. Do you have the year there, Bundy? California Girls was 2010 on Teenage Dream. Jeez, 11 years old. Teenage, Teenage Dream. Dream. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Right? Well, it's Tucker and Mora. Welcome back to another podcast. Happy birthday, Bondus. It's Bondus' birthday today. Birthday, boy. Paddy whack time. <laughs> Do you anticipate there being some things that are pulled out of the old uh, bag of magic tricks that you will be a trick you haven't seen yet uh, thus far with your Friday Night Lady friend? I have been informed a new uh, a new trick or treat had been ordered. Oh, yeah. So there's a surprise. I just wasn't sure, like, through the pandemic, if you guys have pretty much, like, exhausted all ideas. But there's still something left. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, like, she she (laughs) always pulls something new out for, like, whether it's, like, I've told you guys before, Halloween, it's, like, the month of October. Every week there's, like, a new costume involved. That's amazing. That is very amazing. Yeah. Yeah, So usually for, like, you know... Some sort of occasion, something comes out, you know. It's, it's nice, pretty well, cool. Look forward to hearing all about it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're back, we're recording this on a Friday, by the way, and we actually have a special guest joining us on the podcast today, Scott McGilvery. Uh, his show, Vacation House Rules, is back a new season and premieres this weekend, Sunday at 9 p.m. And uh, let's see, uh, do we have Scott on the phone right now? Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were just lamenting over the fact that I think, uh, Scott, you may have been, it's Tucker Amora here, by the way, you may have been one of our first interviews uh, during the pandemic. Like when we were, you know, mm. we were all working from our homes, yeah. uh, broadcasting from our basements and uh, <laughs> and then, you know, your show was coming out. And uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think you might have been the first pandemic interview we had. 
Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> we remember and these things, Here Scott. we are a year later, and, and you're <laughs> launching another season of your show during a global pandemic. Who would have thought we'd still be uh, where we are, but... Has the vacation house market ever been this hot in the history of real estate? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I would say <laughs> that we are in new territory for sure, at least in the uh, vacation property market. The yeah. real estate markets have done some wild things over the years, but it's, I, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, we spoke probably a year ago, and I was the pandemic had just started, and I was uh, launching the show and I was saying, yeah, I, I think these properties are only going to become more popular. And people thought I was crazy, mm. but here we are. So we got another season. Is there a fear? And- Is there a fear that there's going to be a dip after the pandemic? Like are, are some of the people that you featured on the show going, oh God, what if I got this cabin and then no one's going to want it when everyone can travel again? You know what? There are there are always fear mongers out there. People <laughs> have been saying this to me for so many years. Like, oh, what if the bubble bursts? What if there's correction? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm a serial optimist. And I, I liken this back to my university days when I asked my roommate if they wanted to get in on buying a house with me. I'm like, we should buy this house together. We should all put our student loans together. And they, they remember they said it was 1999 and they're like, oh, but the world is ending because it's Y2K. <laughs> Nobody it buys a house before the big reset of the clocks and the, you know, the calendar. Uh, yeah. Oh, my and God. I, like, I don't see. I'm like, I'm not a big fear monger. They're like, I'm going to wait. They're going to wait and see. And they here we are. Here I am 22 years later and they're still waiting. Yeah, right. Well, Maura once had an opportunity to buy a condo in downtown Toronto with a friend, right? And you were like, Oh my God, she's kind of was like the Scott McGillivray in my life. And she was like, we should buy a condo together. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I might be living in California in the next six months, you know? But I think it was a real stupid mistake looking back because that condo that was so expensive to me at the time has only probably quadrupled in its value. You know what? I I spend a good part of my time, whether it's through the TV shows like this one or through training events, just trying to coach people through the, the home buying experience. Yeah, it's scary to buy a place, but you know what's even scarier? not buying a place <laughs> and watching it go up in value. Mm-hmm. So you decide you decide what, what you wanna you know what you want to deal with. But the the reality it is you have to be an optimist. Seventy to ninety percent of the time markets are going up. And yes. humans are just naturally optimists. Will there be corrections? Always. There will always be corrections. But to me it's you know, I'm always saying this is a good time to buy you missed the best time to buy. That was yesterday. And tomorrow's going to be the worst time to buy. Right. And there will be other facts that make it difficult. If there's a market correction, you might lose your job. And then you're going to be like, well, it's not a good time for me to buy. But then I'm like, isn't this what you were waiting for? A big downturn and all these problems. So what really, what are you waiting for? It's now is the best time. Uh, yeah, I believe it. I wish I had some money. You know, we were at a cottage when we were allowed to be at one uh, before whatever the fall lockdown happened. And um, and the place was $1,000 a night. 
And it was wow. it was a nice place in the Kawarthas, but the people that bought it, um, and because it's a friend of a friend's, and we got a deal, but um, you know they paid a million dollars for it. It was a nice place, mm-hmm. but if they're making a thousand dollars a night and it's booked solid mm-hmm. through the entire summer, <laughs> I mean that's it pays for itself, and yeah, then some. I just put up a place. Two weeks ago, I put up a place that we finished. We put it up for rent, and I was thinking, let's not get too aggressive. Let's list it for 750 a night. The next day, it had already been booked for 62 nights. Oh, my God. We increased the rent. Yeah. yeah. We're with Scott McGilvery. Uh, Scott's Vacation House Rules premieres this Sunday at 9 p.m. There's going to be 13 episodes, each an hour long. You can catch up on previous episodes uh, by uh, visiting, uh, the, getting the Global TV app. There's Stack TV, also available on Amazon Prime video channels as well. When you, when you see these like places... It, every time I see an episode, there's always like some obstacle. Like I can think back to the last season where there was like flooding issues and stuff. Does it ever just like start and finish on time with no problems? Or does there need to be a bit of drama to make the show work? It's honestly, I I would love for there to be no drama. In a perfect world as a real estate investor and a contractor, you go in, you stick to the scope of work, you finish on time, you finish on budget. Ask me how many times that has happened. Never, right? Almost never. Almost yeah. never. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just, it is, you know, you get into the walls and there's always something incorrect or damaged or, you know, unforeseen. Some of it's, you know, some of it's unfortunately uh, just the way nature has bugs, moisture has gotten in. Other things are building issues like electrical being done incorrectly or plumbing problems, but uh, you know, you want to fix these things. Uh, of course, we want to show beautiful places and we want people to make money. But you have to be able to sleep at night knowing that your place is safe and uh, and properly done. You've kind of been an inspiration to me. I've wanted to do, buy a cabin and fix it up and put it up for rent for a while. And my husband and I just did that this past winter. Um, and I feel like you should add something to your vacation house rules that even if the the sellers tell you that the water is fine, you should have it tested before you start drinking it. <laughs> says, says, says the person who's on the heaviest dose of antibiotics you can get from a pharmacy to get rid of a parasite, by the way, Scott McGilvery. Have you ever come up, have you ever crossed that uh, in your uh, travels of fixing up uh, cabins and cottages, parasites living in wells? You always want to have the well, especially if it's a shore well. You want to have that inspected for sure. We always get the water tested. We always get the septic inspected. Those are two things that um, can be deal breakers in certain situations. And you don't want to spend your summer with beaver fever. And it sounds like you, uh, you've been drinking some suspicious water up there. Laura's got beaver fever. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Okay. Yeah. I call it something else, but... Uh... the runs, call it what you want. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You got to get a good filtration system in, too, though. Yeah. Well, you know, they told us it was fine, but uh, something I've learned from this process is, like, you just can't trust people's word. They may think it's fine, but things change. And also, people will tell you anything, oh, yeah. I guess, when they're selling something. Yeah. There's nothing... If someone's being intentionally malicious and, and lying, that's a real problem. That's like a, you know, a title insurance claim. But 
you do your own deal, deal, due diligence. The, the terms that the term that I use is trust and verify. I always ask them, tell me about the property. Okay, I trust you, and now I'm going to verify it. I'm going to get the water tested. Mm-hmm. Test, all of that, right? Speaking of septic, uh, I'm wondering, with the vacation uh, house rules, uh, do you ever get finished with a vacation property and you still leave that sign on the wall that says, if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> where, where, what's your stance on that? Uh, there's a lot of different uh, ways to express how septics work. It is important to have some instructions on a, in, in a property with a septic, or people will flush the wrong thing yes. down the toilet. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so that's still have, something that applies to today. We haven't gotten past that <laughs> with new technology and composting abilities. Uh, well, we have. If you have a newer septic system, like a, the Waterloo system we're using here, you can flush for everything. It's fine. You don't have to let it mellow. Okay. But, you know, if your septic's 30 or 40 years old, you may want, it may not actually be able to handle uh, all that kind of traffic. So if it's a newer septic, you don't need to let it mellow. But, okay. You know, if you've <laughs> These are good to know. 30, 40 years old, go for it. Yeah, Did- you guys have really gotten into some filthy question <laughs> i'm just wondering does that is that one of the vacation house rules that uh, you post or talk about through this season that starts sunday at 9 p.m <laughs> vacation house rules don't drink the dysentery water <laughs> i mean uh like can you even book scott mcgillery to come in and help you build and and work on a renovation or is it just like is it something you only do for tv now Oh my god! It's only done for the shows at this point. I mean, we we have a pretty huge agenda. Um, yeah, we're doing twenty to thirty renovations for the shows a year. You can't really do much more than that. Wow! Yeah. How are you guys dealing with how expensive lumber is and everything now? Oh my gosh! It is a disaster. Yeah. Um, supply chain issues. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, like I heard a deck that may brutal. have cost three thousand dollars might be seven thousand now just in lumber alone. True. It's absolutely true. Um, but yeah, you know, there's always ways to hack your way through some of these things. And we're always trying to find, uh, you know, affordable ways to make sure we can get the job done. Yeah, well, we look forward to watching a whole new season. It starts Sunday at 9. If you want to check out Scott's Vacation House Rules, uh, older episodes, of course, Global TV app, Stack TV, Amazon Prime video channels as well. It's going to be the first of 13 new episodes, each an hour long. Scott? Um, it's nice that you've been able to get out and uh, enjoy some of these vacation rentals, although I'm sure uh, the part of enjoying it, it will come later. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, uh, be careful with those properties you guys are going to. I'm scared for you. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to next season when the pandemic's over and yes. we interview you in person. Yes. Oh, I sure hope that's the situation. <laughs> I think too. it will be. I think it will be soon enough. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. Scott! Scott McGilvery. Thanks, guys. Man. Can't book that guy unless you're on his show. Yeah. Scott McGilvery. He's busy too busy. Must be so hard to find a good contractor right now. So many people are renovating yeah, and everything. Totally. Well, uh, we're not done yet. Hang on for the second portion of the podcast. The Daily Take Two is coming up next.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tucker and Maura, I now know when that Friends reunion special is going to be out. And I do know uh, that there's going to be a lot more special guests than just Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is ridiculous. Well, in a way. It, it doesn't make sense because I don't even know why Bieber would be there. Like, what does he have to do with Friends? I would only think that uh, he would be talking about the role of Friends in his life. Like, mm-hmm. these people are going to go on... Either that or they're filming some sort of segment that is going to be a true, like, reunion special. You know, I won't be satisfied unless they've somehow rebuilt the set. Yes. And they've reprised their role. Yes. Even if it's not for a full 22-minute episode. (laughs) Even if it was for, like, an eight-minute opener. Something where they're in their roles. Mm -hmm, I mm want to see that. Everyone does. Yeah. yeah. Because, okay, Justin Bieber's going to be there. Lady Gaga is making an appearance on this really? show. Really? Yeah. Uh, BTS. You okay. know, like I have a feeling the K-pop band. they've chosen these musical acts because they're obviously going to be doing like some of Phoebe's hits. You know, Smelly Cat. Can't you see Gaga doing Smelly Cat? You know, it's funny because like I, I I can't quite tell if you're joking no, or if you're serious, but I'm like, serious. but I I honestly think that is a that's probably a good guess. Yeah. Why else would she be on there? They're in Central Perk mm-hmm. and just playing. It's Lady Gaga doing Smelly Cat. Yeah. You know, but then (laughs) is Justin Bieber up there? And how do you get the whole BTS? There's like, I feel like 20 members of that band. (laughs) I think there's seven. Seven or eight. (laughs) Anyway, um, Reese Witherspoon is going to be making an appearance. So is Tom Selleck, who you'll remember was like the longtime love interest of Monica. He was a dentist, wasn't he? I forget. Hot dentist? Can't remember. I don't remember. Cindy Crawford is going to be making an appearance. James Corden. Jon Snow. From uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones, Kit Harrington is going to be there. I mean, it is an HBO special. Oh, that He's makes an HBO. sense. Game of Thrones was HBO. Mindy Kaling from the Mindy Project. Mm. When is it coming up? Okay, you ready for it? I'm ready. You know how long you're going to have to wait? How long? Not that long. 27th of May. So a couple weeks from now. Okay. Yeah, right after the long weekend. Uh, HBO Max. So you'll have to have HBO if you want to watch it. That's what we know so far how it all comes together, we're going to have to wait and see. It's Tucker and Mora. I wonder if anyone else is as excited as I am for a documentary that's in the works that is going to talk about one of the biggest scams in the history of recorded music. One of the biggest lip-syncing scandals. I mean, I can't think of a bigger <laughs> lip-sync scandal than the one involving the band Millie Vanilli. So you may not like fully be aware of what happened back in the 80s. Oh my God, I'm fully aware. So there was this band that came out on the scene. These two guys, super hot dudes. Yes. They had like uh, long hair. They had all the dance moves down. They were models. They were models. Yes. So 
All we knew is that here were these two guys and they had these songs that were monster hit songs. They yeah. were selling millions of copies of their album. They won Grammys, didn't they? They won a Grammy for Best New Artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another song you may know. Girl, you know it's true. If we're going all the way back. Uh, uh, ooh, I but love the, you. the scandal was it came out that they weren't the guys doing the singing <laughs> on the songs. That they were hired to be the front men of Millie Vanilli. And by the way, their names weren't Millie and, and Vanilli. Vanilli. <laughs> yeah, it was like Rob and Fab. Okay. They weren't brothers. And uh, they uh, they were just like putting on a show. They were hired to be the front people for this fake band. Oh my god! And they hired people who could actually sing to record the songs. Yes. And so now they're doing a documentary where they talk to the guys who did the actual singing. Really? Because I always wondered, like, why they never showed up on the scene to be like, "Hey guys, you may not recognize us. You know, we're not as good looking as the other two dudes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We did the singing. So are you ready to carry on where we were? Hey." Like, I remember at the time I was a kid and I remember being obsessed with Millie Vanilli. And when I found out that they were fake, I was like, well, I like the people whoever's singing. I'm 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 supporting them. You're you know? on board. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you know, a lot of people blamed the, you know, Millie and Vanilli, Rob and Fab. I'm sure they were this. just a couple of models who were plucked out and said, hey, you guys lip sync these songs. Yeah. It's probably not their fault. They're basically saying that they were just a small piece piece of the machine that created this like group and had this idea and to Mm -hmm. manufacture this whole concept so they're going to be talking about how they were unfairly treated uh they're going to talk to the people who did the singing we can find out why they never came out and tried to form their own band right and uh unfortunately only one of the guys is still alive rob palatis died of a drug overdose back in 1998 Uh, So anyway, we don't know exactly when it's coming out, but I can tell you it's called Girl You Know It's True. Ha ha who, I love you. Or just girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. They didn't keep going with all the lyrics in the song. <laughs> I love you. All right. What do we search for the most online? Does it start with how to? Well, I got the top five, and some of them are how tos. Okay, so we They're have to all be more specific. Questions. They're questions. Yeah. How do I get my coworkers to like me better? <laughs> Number one. <laughs> how do I learn to pick up like Bundis? Right. Number two. Oh, there is one of these on this list. Google just analyzed all of their search data over the past 15 years. So, I mean, now it's probably like, what are COVID symptoms? But that, that this is over the last 15 years. In at number five, I thought this one was a bit obvious, but it's how many ounces are in a cup? 16 ounces in a cup. Am I right? No. Eight ounces. Oh, eight ounces. Sorry, I'm thinking of how many ounces are in a pound. Number four is where am I? That's insane. That's insane. Why would you ever type that into Google? You don't know where you are? Unless buddies put you in a trunk because you were drunk and you woke up and it's all dark and you can't get out and like, where am I? Where am I? Maybe you just want some research on your city or something? What? I don't understand that one. Number three is something I've never had to Google. Oh, which is uh, how to get laid. (laughs) No, how to kiss. (laughs) Oh, how How to to kiss. kiss. I wonder what comes up when you Google that. Is there like a step-by-step? I'll tell you. Do you want to know? 
Tell me what comes up when you Google how, how to, to kiss. kiss. Question mark. Oh, question mark. I didn't mm. put that in. Okay. It's a, a YouTube video, how to kiss tutorial. Really? Yeah. Do you, I, I wonder, how is there do any you way kiss? to tell if this is uh, explicit or not? <laughs> you want to know how many people have watched this yes, video? Yes, how many people? 29 million people. Uh-huh. I could just play it. It was posted in 2017. This okay. is the number one result for how to kiss. Hey guys, so obviously by this title you clicked on, you want to know how to have your first kiss. And today we're going to show you. Oh, this Whoa, is wow. Maddie and Elijah. They're going to teach you how to kiss. But I honestly, I feel like I should preview that. You we'll play it later. Yeah, because I wanted to be like, and right after that, you get to the doom, 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 you know. I'd like to send that how to kiss to a couple yeah. of people that I've made out with in the past, eh? Have you ever made out with somebody who clearly never Googled that? <laughs> but you know what? That's like saying uh, everyone, uh, different strokes for different folks. No, some no, people no, no, like no. lots some people of tongue are way action. Off. Some people like to bite your lips. People have their different techniques. I've had a guy put his tongue in my mouth and just go round and round and round. I'm like, what is he doing? You know what that is? That's a preview of things to come. <laughs> Bundes, right. what's your take on uh, on kissing and, and lessons? Like, don't you agree that different people like different techniques? Kissing is like dancing. There is uh, a flow to it, and you have to like mash up with your partner, right. and you have to like someone has to lead, and you have to know when to follow. And there's there's a rhythm yes. to it. There's a rhythm to it. Yeah, yeah. Bundes, Bundes should write the tutorial on that. It's so true. Number two, how to tie a tie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, These are the number, yeah, uh, the yeah. top five things people have Googled over the last decade and a half. And the number one thing that we Google, which I do not get, this is so lame. It's what time is it? Oh my God. If you're Googling it, doesn't it say on your phone or down at the bottom of your screen? Yeah, if you have access to Google, you have access to the time. Right? Yeah. Unless you've flown to a foreign country and your phone is like hard set to where you came from and not to where you are. Mm -hmm. But that is a bit insane. Bit insane. Tucker Amora. People apparently need to know how to kiss. That was one of the top things people Googled Mm -hmm. in the last 15 years. That's right. That's a common thing to Google. How do I kiss? It came in at number three. I actually Googled, how do I kiss? Yes. And the first thing that showed up was a YouTube video. It's a young couple who look like they are social media influencers, mm-hmm. Maddie and Elijah, and they have some tips. Okay, to start off, you want to make sure that you're really comfortable with a person, you love them, and you just don't want to kiss somebody for your first kiss and it, mm-hmm. it be meaningless. You want it to be meaningful and you want it to have some type of purpose. So that's the first thing. You want to be comfortable and you want to love the person. The next thing Abundance. you want to do... I, I wonder how you feel <laughs> you about that. You have to the love person. them. If you're going to kiss Kid. them, you got to yeah. love them. I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> I think you can love someone for a moment, sure. <laughs> okay. You can be in love with someone in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Gotcha. But, I mean, if it's your first kiss, like they're specifying there, well, yeah, maybe you'd want it to be a little more meaningful. The next thing you want to do before you, you kiss them, you want to prepare for it. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're not eating any food oh. or you... If you are, you want to make sure you wash it all out and you don't have any food in your mouth. Mm. 
have some gum, have some Listerine strips, some mints, something to freshen up your breath. You guys uh, agree with that? No, 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 no. Oh. One of my favorite first kisses was from the movie Goodwill Hunting, where Matt Damon and I forget her name. What's her name? The actress that was her love, his love, love interest. Mini, Mini, uh, Mini Driver. They had that kiss where they both had like burger and pickle on their face. She's like, let's just get it over with right now. I think that's that was really sexy and cute. So you want to make sure that the mood's right. She's not distracted by talking to somebody else. You want to make sure that it's just you and her. And then once you get in that position, you just kind of want to look her in the eyes and kind of let her know that you're ready. And then just like move her hair out of her face. Oh, yeah. that's a bit much. Yeah. Uh, you always want to kind of go in for like 90% of the way and then leave that person hanging in anticipation. And, they come the rest of the way. And they come the rest of the way. Makes it that much sweeter. That's from Hitch, the movie Hitch, where Will Smith was the pickup artist. What do you think Bundes learned all his moves? <laughs> Will Smith! Will Smith and Hitch. If you really want to make it special and make your first kiss worthwhile, what I would recommend doing is kiss her on the forehead and then... No, no, no. A little no, kiss no. in the forehead. No. She will love that. No, 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 no. <laughs> the forehead kiss is reserved for dads. I'm and sorry. uncles. Yeah, and grandpas. And I don't want you to kiss my forehead. <laughs> I told you about my first kiss. I had to literally get ice for my face. Why? Because it must have been his first kiss, too. We were in grade 10, and he was sucking on my lips. Like a vacuum cleaner. Now, I have nothing to compare this to, so I don't know. Like, is this what kissing is? So I sucked on his lips a little bit. (laughs) Anyways, I went to go back to class because I had asked to be excused to go to the washroom for this makeout sesh. Yeah. When I opened the classroom door, my guy friend looked up at me and went, And then I'm like, oh my God, my face must be all like blotchy. I ran to the bathroom. I had swollen lips. It's like somebody punched me in the face. He clearly did not watch the tutorial. Honestly, I just watched Top Gun over and over again and watched Maverick make out with Charlie. I was like, okay, that's how you do it. And I practiced with my pillow until I had the opportunity to do it in real life. I should have done that by now. You should have done that. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.